everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Russell Jackman. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question, and today's theme is baseball, since two reasons. One, we're getting into the postseason fairly soon here, and also we're welcoming back uh, former Dodgers, Brewers, and Mariners pitchers all in one, uh, Dennis Powell. <laughs> It'll be kind of fun. We had him on, uh, gosh, I guess a, maybe a year ago or so. I, I don't remember, but uh, it was it was definitely kind of fun. I want to ask him some uh, some baseball stuff and get in some uh, into some other uh, sports. Uh, I want to when when we come back, I want to ask uh, Dennis about what he thinks what'll what'll happen with this new COVID situation. Kind of comes up if they're gonna you know shelter in place and, and I mean kind of I don't know what that's gonna do to sports. Um, we also had some upsets in football. Deion Sanders, Colorado Buffaloes beating DCU and Duke beating Clemson. Holy smokes, what's going on? Are we in the Twilight Zone? <laughs> All right, and uh, Nick Bosa, uh, still not as of today, uh, the day that we're recording on a Tuesday, he's still not with the 49ers and kind of find out what's going on with him. He's, he's only been fined $4 million uh, for missing uh, training camp in the preseason. Ah. What's, what's, what's pocket change? You know, that's not so much. Right. Uh, and then I uh, also want to get uh, uh, Dennis's um, uh, perspective on Shohei Otani. Uh, you know, he's uh, going through a surgery here and, you know, there aren't too many two-way players anymore. So this will be kind of fun. All right. Uh, you are listening to Sports Econ 101. Uh, the, this segment is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments yielding over 7%. Uh, as interest rates have gone up, they've increased their interest rates. You got to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101 will be right back. Don't touch that dial.
Mount View Hotel and Spa in lovely Calistoga is turning back rates to a time when staying in Napa Valley was more affordable. Throughout the summer, you can book direct and apply our 15% True Blue discount and lounge by the pool, treat yourself to a spa experience, or watch a classic movie at sunset. All for just $395 per night for weekend stays or $295 per night for weekdays. Call 707-942-6877 or book online at mountviewhotel.com using discount code TRUB. Offer good through September 30th, 2023. That's mountviewhotel.com using discount code TRUB to take advantage of our 15% True Blue discount and stay for just $395 per night for weekend stays or $295 per night for weekdays. That's MountViewHotel.com. Are you looking for a safer way to invest? The Freedom Fund at Pacific Private Money offers flexible investing opportunities. I'm Mark Honf, CEO of Pacific Private Money, and I invite you to hear what Tim has to say about our Freedom Fund. Pacific Private Money provides my ideal balance of security and liquidity, giving me steady monthly income at a profitable RA, backed by solid real estate holdings. The Freedom Fund earns nearly seven times the return available from the best bank savings account and still allows me access to my money as needed. I personally prefer investing with a trustworthy company backed by real estate than the volatile upsets of the stock market. You too can be earning consistent returns on your savings or retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more. 415-926-4444, 415-926-4444, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Six friends, one outrageous idea, and a chance to make their dreams come true. Transcendence Theatre Company invites you to go The Full Monty, Broadway's hit musical comedy. July 28th through August 20th at Beltane Ranch in Sonoma Valley. You'll see why an evening at Transcendence is the best night ever. The Full Monty in wine country. Get your tickets now at bestnightever.org. Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. So call 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order your pizza. Welcome back to Sports Ecom 101. Evan Brown here along with Russell Jackson and our special guest. Welcoming back Dennis Powell, who's a pitcher for the Dodgers, Brewers, and Mariners. So, Dennis, welcome back to Sports Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me again. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. You know, I was looking, uh, uh, you know, baseball uh, reference, uh, and I I was noting, you know, you had, uh, like, 1985 uh, playing for the Dodgers, and I'm thinking, you know, that was kind of in between their World Series, right? That yes, wasn't 81 yes. and 88. Yes, and I, yes. You know, I was going to ask you, how, how, do you, how does a player feel about that when, you know, you get traded and then they win the World Series and, you know, what goes through your mind on something like well, that? Well, obviously you're a little sad because, I mean, yeah, yeah I, was, I was traded in 87 to the Seattle Mariners uh, for Matt Young. And Matt Young comes here and I go to Seattle and 
we were totally two different cities at the time. Dodgers were doing great. Mariners was not doing so great. So, and then, like you said, in 88, Dodgers win it. They win it all. And Matt Young gets a ring. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty sad because it's such a hard thing to acquire, you know, getting that World Series ring. And, you know, ironically, you're talking about the ring and, and, and how it feels. I think Matt Young also that very next year got, I don't know whether he was traded or he went free agent to the Oakland A's yeah. and he went and he got hurt again. I think he only pitched a few innings and he got hurt again, but I think he got two world series rings in two seasons from two different clubs and didn't even pitch that much, but <laughs> that's the way the ball bounces sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's kind of, kind of frustrating. Uh, Russell, do you want to ask us any questions before we go on to some other stuff here? Oh, Russell, he he had to mute himself. Uh, sometimes what happens is Russell gets a quick call. They ask because right, yeah. he's an attorney. Um, Understood. So let me let me ask you, Dennis. Um, you know this whole COVID situation may be re re resurfacing. Uh, personally, my own personal feeling is it has to do with the fact that it's an election year, and they'll just invent something. You know. Right. Right. But, um, you know that really. That, that, that really took a hit on sports, you know, basketball and baseball. Uh, it seemed like football kind of didn't get hit as hard. But Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it kind of puts a damper on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. You know, and, and trying to have, uh, you know, fans, uh, you know, where they have pretend fans and, 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 the, the, and the music, you know, whatever they try to, it just, it's just not the same. Yeah, I think that would have been pretty odd. Yeah, like you said, I saw some stadiums with the fake fans and, yeah. and, and, and the music cheering and stuff like that. <laughs> I really do believe that would have been a very odd feeling as a player, knowing that you love the the atmosphere of a crowd and the and how things change back and forth instantly. I mean, one second is like this, next minute like that. Yeah. And yeah, I I even saw some, like I said, some teams pitching in. And um, just empty stadiums, and it's it's to me it would have been hard to get motivated. I guess yeah, I don't I don't yeah. quite understand. I mean, I understand spring training games where you're really going at it inner squad, but you're talking another club, and you're talking something that counts and for real. Yeah. And so, yeah, it it would have def it, it's definitely a different feeling. And also, I mean, it's and it's probably even it's it's uh, less than um, I, I got. I'm just guessing now. It's got to be less than like even double a right because at least double a you've got some fans and, and it's like well, some, well yeah, yeah, that depends on where yeah some fans in double a they pack out the place and yeah. i would have kind of considered like a ball i guess sometimes you know sometimes you go to an a ball and you might see 25 people and 30 people and it's so but i mean yeah i think it's just odd to be in a stadium that could hold 40 50 000, and it's just yeah. the players and like you said um um, yeah, I, I, it's it's just a strange feeling. And so if it does kind of resurface in a sense, like you say, we're going into postseason, obviously cities are getting excited for the teams that are doing well. And and it it really would kind of um, be a damper, you know, like a dark cloud that hangs over because obviously, you know, it's a serious thing for some people who've lost people, who've lost yeah. family members and just the mention of the name obviously would put some type of fear into in, in just going out in that type of crowd again. You know, even if they don't put any specific restrictions, there just may be some people who are fearful. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and again, I mean, really, you have um, reason to. I mean, like you said, it just depends on your underlying condition or it depends on the person itself. Or yeah. And like you said, it's just a crowd of saying, hey, I'm sitting in, 
you know, people are definitely going to be yelling. So if it's talking yeah. about something that's airborne, then it's it's like, yeah, it, it, it really would make you think twice about just even going into a stadium. So yeah, especially if it's uh, enclosed. Yes. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Of course, they like airplanes, though. They they supposedly those are like the best because they get it so filtered. <laughs> who, who, who knows? Um, we were talking before uh, we got on the air about how uh, the organizations reach out to you um, to, to uh, you, you used to call them alumni. And what do you call them now? Yeah, they call us legends now. They call legends. Us legends, I love that. Yeah, they start to be, <laughs> now I used to be part of a group where they consider you a legend. I guess we're like Babe Ruth and, and Hank Aaron and, yeah. and you know, Deck, you're obviously. So, hey, you know what? I mean, if you made it to that level, you are a special person, though. I mean, it is such a it is such a hard climb to get to the major leagues, and yeah. and so just to be one a part of that group that made it, and it, it's just an amazing feeling, you know. Yeah, especially you know, especially in baseball, because you know you got single A, double A, triple A versus in football. You come out of college, and you know if you're good enough, boom, you're there. Right, right, yeah. right. Russell, did you want to ask it now that you're not, you're you're off of mute? Did you want to ask Dennis any questions? Um, not at the moment. I think. Oh, I'm yeah, no, okay. Okay. To the, the next break soon. Anyway, aren't we? Okay. Uh, yeah. Actually, we got about we got about two minutes. Um, so while we're still uh, talking baseball here, uh, Shohei Otani uh, is having uh, is it Tommy John surgery or is it some? Uh, I think it was something. I think it was something else not pertaining to his last injury. Based off of the information, I think his agent said it's not the same injury. Okay. Um, he said something is evitable coming down the map. He just didn't say specifically what it is, some type of surgery or. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. going to be a free agent next year, I believe. So is, is, that, that's going to, I mean, it's going to put, I mean, that's definitely going to hinder his, you know, some of what was coming his way. Um, it's going to make some people step back. And again, obviously, I think they will look deeper into the medical side of it, the teams that do if they're interested, but it's, it, it's, it's something to raise a red flag, I believe again, because just the simple fact of it's happened back to back like this. And, yeah. and it's a tough thing what he's doing. I mean, I mean, he's a special player. It's a tough thing to pitch and then hit. And then like you say, just the daily grind of being a major leaguer is tough itself. And you're going to be double. It's almost like double condition on both sides. I, I know you're conditioning as one, but, you know, sometimes pitchers condition a little bit different than than hitters, and so you you, mm -hmm. you just it's it's a it's just something that you know. I think his agent said he's still going to continue to pursue both ways. So it's just an interesting. It's going to be an interesting take. Kind of reminds me of uh, Little League, where it was like the pitchers were always the best. Best. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Played hitters. everywhere. Yeah. You just you you just played. I, <laughs> I think you you know we had talked earlier, and you talked about that Buffalo game. I think there was one player playing on offense and defense. Yeah, and I I I I think I heard it post game, and it was like, okay, really? I never heard, I didn't know that they do. You know, like when you play in the minors. I mean, when you play coming through high school, and obviously you sign a professional contract. Yeah, we only yeah. want you to pitch. You yeah, know, yeah. but and and I thought football would kind of be that same way. Well, we don't need you on offense and defense. I know they do have special teams and running backs. But... Of course, when you're Deion Sanders. You yes. Know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, what's the big deal? I did this all the time, you know? Yeah. So okay. I thought it was interesting. I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. But Shohei's going to be an interesting topic, I guess, going into the offseason. And, yeah. I, I, you know, we just have to wait and see. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. We are going to go to our first trivia question here. And again, 
Uh, Dennis, as, as a reminder, if you know the answer, don't say anything. We'll get back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for the audience. Okay. What American League third baseman set a batting record for hitting 390 in a season? All right. And don't worry, Russell, we're not going back to the 1600s for this one. All right. What American League third baseman set a record, a batting record, excuse me, hitting 390 in a season? All right. That's our trivia question. Email edward at sportsecon101.com. We'll see if you know the answer to that one. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101 will be right back. Don't touch that dial. own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died. Or did it? Some published authors are making significant money, so join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. 
It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Russell Jackman and our special guest, Dennis Powell. Uh, okay, first trivia question. What American League third baseman set a batting record for hitting 390 in a season? Dennis, what's your uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, no way. No, no, no I'm sitting here just mulling over name. No, I have no idea. Okay. Because American League 390, that was, he was high. Yeah, it was. Okay. So I'll give you a hint. Uh, when, once I give you the hint, it'll probably come a little bit more in, in uh, into your brain here. Okay. Uh, 1980. Whoa. 1980. And I, I remember this very well because th- there was the whole chance that he was going to hit 400. And uh, he kind of didn't want, he, uh, oh, he was getting close to 400. But then it, what, what ended up happening was he was getting really close with the batting title and he decided to sit out the last couple of games or something to kind of lock it in. And that was, it was definitely not a Ted Williams moment. Like when he ended up going, you know, like six for seven or something and increasing his average. So who was that? We should know that. In 19, yeah. yeah, we should know that one in 1980. 1980. Russell, what's the answer? I don't know. Okay. Uh, okay, I'll give you. Okay, okay. Once I give you the uh, the team, you should know it. Kansas City Royals. George Brett. George Brett. Yes. George Brett. There you go. George, yeah. Brett. <laughs> George Brett. 390. Why did I know that? Yeah. I, That's I, interesting. Funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got video. I got video of me striking out George. Ah, oh, there you go. Uh, but I also got video of George hitting a double. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of curious about this. You know, sometimes you, you see these uh, these matchups with pitcher hitter and you right, know, right. They have a history. You know, right, right. And, and usually it's not like a good history unless they've been friends for a long time. Um, did you ever have any? I mean, you're such a nice guy, so I can't imagine anybody being upset with you. But did you ever have anything with any? Picture, uh, no, I, no, not really. No, where you had duels or yeah, just a hated mm-hmm. rivalry. No, not really. Like you said, I'm a nice guy, and and I, you know, one of the things I think was my problem is I threw too many strikes. I think later in life, you know, until a coach pulled me aside, said, "Hey, you're throwing too many strikes." Oh. Um, no, no, no players. Um, I mean, I had some tough guys. Like you said, George Brett was a tough out. Don Mattingly was. I'm a left-handed oh. pitcher, and and I was. Some people would ask me what was my toughest out. And it was like George Brett, Don Mattingly, um, you know, Wade Box. These were people who they just, but they just seemed to, even though I'm lefty, they could, you know, if I threw a good slider, they would hit the left. Or if I threw a, you know, kind of hung one, they pull it down the line to right. Or they was just squaring it up good. It was a, You know what I mean? So I, I literally had to start throwing like little change ups to guys, um, yeah. lefties, you know, because some guys you have to figure it out. And those yeah. were three guys I had to figure it out. And like well, I said, all three, three of them are good hitters. All three of them are good hitters. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're all Hall of Famers. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but 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 they're all. Um, 
and and like I said, for that reason, I mean, they could just flat out hit. They they they, you know, it's almost like they slowed the game up. They it was like yeah. you couldn't get it by them. You know, they knew when to shorten up, or they knew when to take the full swing, or they just knew when to go with the pitch. Yeah, but but also you, at the time that you were pitching, I mean, those guys that's that was their heyday. I yeah, mean, they yeah, were catching yeah. them at the last part of their, you know, when they're forty-two years old and trying to yeah, back, exactly. You know? Yeah, I mean, uh, we they, talk about guys today, and then you know, we'll, we'll throw names out there, but then then I throw out names like like you said, like Ricky Henderson and and, yeah. and McGuire and Conseco and Bonds and Griffey and those. I mean, the, you know, we faced some pitchers too. I mean, some players too that were just elite players <laughs> that. You know, you really had to think, you know, your way through the lineup. You're not yeah. just out there throwing. Pitching in Yankee Stadium was, you know, it's intimidating because you're just going in the Yankee Stadium and you're playing against the Yankees and, you know, your arsenal. And, you know, I wasn't like the guys that they throw 101, 100 miles an hour, 97. You know what I mean? This, I mean, it was almost unheard of, you know, I barely yeah. get 91 or 90, but, you know, so you got to pitch your way through it, so. Yeah, but like you said, I could just see. Imagine your uh, your your coach telling you, your pitching coach, you're throwing too many strikes. You're too accurate, so you have to. Start well, yeah. Quarters. I mean, you know, because coming in up, you know, you're a wild thing. You know, you couldn't even find the dish. Now you yeah. find the dish. Now you're throwing too many. You know, but you got to learn, I guess, to make quality pitch. Ross Grimsley told me that in AAA at one time. I was going good, and he just came out to the mind and said, "Hey, dude, you're great. You're fine, but you're throwing too many strikes." Oh, two, you know, you know, push a guy back, throw yeah. a quality yeah. ball or whatever, you know, and it made sense. It I mean, it really yeah. made sense because they know if you're around the plate all the time, these guys are, these guys are, they can hit. So, I mean, yeah. we can see it today. Guys are throwing a hundred and then they'll break 91 off and it doesn't even phase some of these hitters, you know? Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me a few years ago, uh, Hunter Strickland for the Giants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I really liked watching him and he was, he, he, he was really good. The problem was he was too consistent. I mean, every right. pitch was mm -hmm. exactly 95 miles an right, hour, right, exactly right. right down the plate. And yes. so these guys are just smoking it. Um, and it's yeah. funny you mentioned Don Mattingly, because I think there was some very odd statistic, like he only hit 19 pop-ups in his entire career. I mean, wow. it's ridiculous how, how accurate. Wow. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I remember there was a time I think he hit a home run in like eight consecutive games or something. Um, well, so were, were there any uh, any uh, players who you had their number? I always say Kenny Lofton. <laughs> Kenny Lofton. Okay. Kenny Lofton. Well, Kenny and I had minor league history too, and 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 in the big leagues we had a little time uh, facing each other too. But I could always, you know, I mean once he, if he fouled off one or two, the breaking ball always got Kenny. I, I mean, that's what I remember. You know, Kenny's probably going to tell you a different version, but I, in my book, he was one that just came to the top of my mind uh, as, as somebody who I struck out. You know, another person who I, I probably only faced him maybe three or four times, but I struck him out, you know, I think two or three times was Daryl Strawberry. And, and which is, I've seen Daryl hit bombs and bombs yeah. and bombs. Yeah. And so when I look at some of the videos, I say, oh man, I struck out Daryl Strawberry. See, I'm impressed by my journey just because of, of my journey of and course. where I come from. And yeah. so for me, it, 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 it's everything was glamorous. You know, yeah, yeah, I gave up a home run to Bo Jackson. You know what? Man, I, but I was there to go. I kept a home run to Bo Jackson. And so yeah. it's just one of those things from where I'm from and my journey and how I got to where this level, 
it's like everything, I wouldn't change a thing, I guess, except my, awesome. you, you know, it's just a personal side of me, some things, but the baseball side, yeah, I wish it could have been better, but you know what? Some things to me knock me off paths, but that's life too, you know? And well, yeah, so I you, try, you know, it's not a one-man game, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's a team sport, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely you know, a team sport. Well, it's interesting you mentioned Daryl Strawberry because I just heard him uh, give a, a sermon Yes. Do, uh, do, do you know? Um, he was out here close to me. I was supposed to went to that and, you know, plans changed. One of my friends went and talked, you know, was able to get close and yeah, he mentioned me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he sent me a text. He said, Daryl said, get down here. So, but it was like, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Wow. Yeah. Holy smokes. Did he turn his life around? Yes. Yeah. But then, but wow. he's, he, he's doing an amazing thing, yeah. um, pastoring or, or preaching and not necessarily pastoring, but just preaching. And yeah, yeah his, his, his life is totally took a 180 and and good for him. Good for him. Yeah. And, and I mean, you, you just kind of listen to him. It's like, I mean, he's the real deal. Yeah. He's, yeah sometimes these guys kind of, you know, they just sort of pick something out of the air or whatever. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you, no. you, you know, I mean, and it's, and it's really awesome that you could take. Again, you know, to take your negatives and really turn around and inspire others to be yeah, more yeah. positive because so many things that he struggled with, others are struggling with. And to be able yeah. to see that you can make a change is really huge. Except, you know, because like I said, I mean, he's, he talks about it openly a lot, the things it he's does. struggling with and being in jail and whatever, the drugs and, and yeah. then to be able to turn it around, is, it, it's really huge. Really huge. Let me ask you really quickly, and then I'll let, I'll let Russ ask some questions here. I've been kind of thinking this whole thing here. Um, the, uh, when, when you, sorry, when, when you when you uh, uh, played for the Dodgers uh, uh, back in those days, the pitchers mm -hmm. hit. Uh, yeah. uh, were you a decent hitter? Well, I I consider myself a decent hitter. Okay. Um, but but the numbers don't suggest it. I think I hit like one seventy six <laughs> or seven. But I hit three doubles. But. But coming up, you know, high school and, and, and stuff like that and, and, and playing just, I always considered myself a good hitter. You know, I could adjust and I could hit the ball. And, but yeah, I mean, you know, I had three doubles in, in, in the majors and it's a part of a record that, that again, you're proud of that all your hits were doubles, but I, I had three hits and, you know, but they were great. But yeah, I consider myself. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, you have to be a good athlete just to make it to the level that you Right. Did. But like you said too, I think you said it earlier. Your pitcher coming back was your most yeah. valuable asset. You know, I remember playing shortstop as a lefty you know, in, 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 in some games because you knew how to get to the ball. You knew how to throw. Um, so you and you, you know, your bat fourth and you did certain you did everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get a shortstop. That's a that's definitely a rarity. No, if you saw a video, I think Don Manley played third in one game. He turned the double play. If you nice there's some around. video, there's some video online. I don't know how he wound up at third base at the major league level. Yeah. He made two great plays. One bounced off the pitcher and he barehanded it through the guy out. And then I think he turned a double play from third, if, if I'm not mistaken. But there's some video footage on Madeline playing third. Right. And I can just imagine when you hit those doubles, uh, the crowd, if, if it was at the home team, you know, a, a home game going, holy smokes, look at this pitcher he hit. Right. <laughs> they were all on the road, too, I believe. Uh, they were they? all on the road. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the opposing uh, yeah, team, yeah. you know, they, they, I can imagine the fans going, you gave up a double to this guy, you know? <laughs> Yeah, nothing personal to you, but you know, just the picture. No, 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 okay. no, I get it. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here's our uh, second trivia question. Besides Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds, and Ted Williams, what other player has walked over 2,000 times in their career? 
That's our trivia question. Stay with us, Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Sail the San Francisco Bay aboard a luxury tall ship with a professional captain and crew. The schooner Free to Be offers a variety of sailing options for the general public on a weekly basis from February to November. All sails depart from lovely downtown Sausalito, just steps away from Sausalito's famous restaurants and the ferry landing. On board, you'll find plenty of seating on deck and a cash bar stocked with local craft beers, wines, and non-alcoholic beverages. Bring a friend and see all the San Francisco Bay has to offer on the schooner Free to Be. www.schoonerfreetobe.com or call 415-331-0444. Gym Guys, number one in-home personal training, comes to you with a plan, equipment, and a certified coach. Visit gymguys.com today. That's guys with a Z, gymguys.com. Gym Guys is proud to be the first in-home mobile personal training and fitness franchise company. As the leader of in-home personal training, we're redefining physical fitness by bringing the workout to you when and where it's convenient for you. Professional and certified trainers bring the instruction, the equipment, and they ensure every workout is customized for you depending on your fitness level and specific goals. The first session is a complimentary assessment designed to help you establish fitness goals and develop a fitness program specific for you. Following, we offer a yoga or personal training session to people who call in mentioning that they heard this offer on the Best of Investing radio show. Call Gym Guys now at 1-855-GYM-GUYZ. That's Gym Guys with a Z. Let them know you heard about the special offer on this show. Call 1-855-GYM-GYS. Are you looking for something special to do with your family this summer? Look no further. Bring your loved ones to Alcatraz Island and explore the rich history of this iconic landmark. And here's a special offer. Book your family tour today and get a discounted family pack price, which includes two adults and two kids. Don't miss out on this amazing experience. Visit AlcatrazCityCruises.com to purchase your tickets before they sell out. That's AlcatrazCityCruises.com. Palio Restaurant's been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there's no surprise it's been voted Best Italian Restaurant in the SF Weekly this year. Palio has consistently been voted one of the best restaurants in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio's been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for over 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays. Reservations are recommended. Visit paleosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown, Russell Jackman, and our special guest, Dennis Powell. Uh, let's see here. Second trivia question. Besides Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds, and Ted Williams, what other player has walked over 2,000 times in their career? Russell, do you know the answer to that one? Uh, I'll throw out uh ricky henderson yes 
Wow. Wow. Very good. Very good. You know, that's got to be uh, that is good. a lot of patience, you know? That is good. Yes. But, but I can imagine, you know, when you get to be, again, when, you, when you're someone like Ricky Henderson or Babe Ruth or Barry Bonds, the pitchers want to walk you. They're just pitching around you. Yeah, but I don't well, know why nobody wanted to get. No one wanted to see Ricky Anderson get to first oh, base. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, why would you yeah. want to walk Ricky though? It's like it's almost like a triple right there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, he used to. He used to walk, steal second. Yes. Yeah, yeah uh, or no, a base hit, move him, steal, and then come home. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do have a question for Dennis. Yeah. While okay. while while I have a moment before we get on any other stories, yeah. and that is. Um, you never pitched at uh, at Oracle Park. Uh, th- that was before. Yeah, you were you were done before Oracle Park. But you hear a lot of uh, people saying that pitchers won't want to come, uh, or, the, or the players don't want to come to Oracle Park because it's so hard to hit a home run, and that you know the 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 uh, 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 the weather out there is too cold a lot right. of the times. And what is your thought about that? And would you have wanted to pitch at Oracle if you were if you were back in the game right now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, as a pitcher, you, I mean, you would love to pitch in parks that where the ball don't carry out uh, that well. But no, absolutely, I would love that atmosphere because then you can challenge guys. You could be more, you could be a little more bold and throw the fastball because you, you just felt it wasn't going to go. They really had the target to get there. I, I think sometimes Dodger Stadium had that effect about the you know the ocean and the weather and you know the ball not, not carrying as well at at, at at Dodger Stadium I think it had that type of reputation too I, I think it's changed or something changed the ball changed or something because they're flying out now but yeah. um but absolutely I would have loved to pitch in a park like that just for the reason like you said if if, if that's the if, if if that's the mo of the ball don't carry there or you get like I said as a pitcher yeah because you you can just challenge more. And what, what do you feel about how do you feel about the designated hitter being in both? Yeah, you know what? That don't bug me for the simple reason. Again, it allows. I mean, yeah, you want to. It takes some of the uh, uh, the maneuvering out of a manager's hand. Yeah. I, I guess having to switch out and be, be particular around that pitcher. But but it doesn't bug me as much because of the simple fact that you now you do still have your legitimate players and everybody knows the rules. So it's just like yeah. it's okay. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. That's, that's pretty yeah. good. You know, a lot, a lot of times guys who have been in the game for a long time they just kind of like ah, you gotta stay with the old rules. You know. Well, yeah. Well, sometimes you, you know some of the things they changed. Obviously, I mean, you know, like I said, I'm not a big big fan of. Like I said to me. Um, I don't know why the bigger base and uh, I understand safety things and, and, you know, the catcher has to give path, you know, but like I said, coming back, man, I, I mean, yeah, I saw some pretty tough collisions with Mike Sosha, you know, Jack Clark and Sosha. So I understand too, for the safety of the game, but some things are just, you know, the clock, I guess the clock is working too, I guess, you know, like I said, games are going faster and no one seems to be, um, really thrown off by it so i guess it's okay but just yeah. some of the some of the baseball things it's just like let them just let them go let them yeah, go like the clock were, were you I, I don't know i i'm trying, trying to remember your career were you were you a, a, a quick pitch person yeah or? i mean we all well yeah i mean if you're in a zone as a pitcher i mean if you're on that day and you're in a zone i mean you're pretty much get go get and go because i mean you were feeling it 
And you, you know, to me, you've, you've always been taught too that if you take a long time, now your infielders are gonna sit back on their heels. And, and so they, their reaction time is down. So the ball they should have got, they don't got because your ball three, ball one, ball two, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the more strikes you can pound and just the, the pace that you go, it keeps your defense on the toes. So, yeah. So I don't think the clock would have affected me. Gotcha. Russell, you were about to say something? No, I, I was I was about to ask about the clock, so I'm glad that you were Oh, okay. Or what about, uh, you know, play, what is it, extra innings or uh, uh, start a guy off at second base? Now, that did. See, that bugs me there, too. I mean, because of the simple fact, <laughs> again, you're trying to get the game over. I mean, if we're going into extra innings, I guess we're going into extra innings. But you know what? Play it clean. You know, play it clean. Putting a guy on second. I, I, but again, both teams have the same chance. So I guess it's sure. fair because everybody's going to get a guy at second. But I understand what they're doing. Again, we're just trying to a, get it. And as a pitcher, though, you go, no, I don't like that. <laughs> no, I don't like it because I, I, I think one pitcher just had a streak from the Braves. I think the Braves closer had like 18, 19 inning streak going. And because he came in to pitch the extra inning, that run was charged to him on a sack fly. And so it broke his it, it broke his um, scoreless streak. That's a good point. That's not yeah. fair. It broke his streak. Yeah. And so. Wow. Yep. Yep. Well, how how uh, what was the best game you ever pitched? Uh, uh, you know, one hitter. San Diego against the Padres, um, eight and a third against Dave Dravecki. You, you know, we were talking about the home run to a pitcher. I gave up a home run to Dravecki. I think in like the fourth or fifth. He was a pitcher. Yeah. I gave a solo home run to him. And like an inning or two later, I hit the double off the wall at Jack Murphy that, that I thought I got him back would have tied the score one to one. And so I go eight to third against the Padres. I come out of the game in the, like you said, in the ninth. Um, and I lose the game two to one. Needing Fury comes in. And, and I think, um, I want to say Gwen or somebody hits just a little blooper over the first baseman head. My run scores later and yeah so uh, what was, was it like playing for Lasorda awesome I I I thought Tommy was great I mean like I said people have different opinions about Tommy but the thing I loved about Tommy Lasorda was he was fair he always treated you whether you were going good or bad he saw you you know what I mean he didn't really shun you I had managers that would if you're going good, it was like, hey, you know, Powell. And but if you hit that little rough patch, it's like it was you never they never saw you. They walked by you. And, you know, <laughs> I played for Lou Pinella and, and Lou was Lou was hard. Lou was hard. Dick Williams yeah. was hard. Rest in RIP. But but those two guys were hard. And and like you said, it was more. I don't know if they took it personal that that you lost as, you know, you're, you're messing with my job, kid or whatever. But. You know, if you were going bad, you you felt it with them. Um, yeah, I, I would. Tommy I was Tommy was Tommy was oh, yeah. Tommy was good. He, like I said, he always encouraged. Even to the day he passed, I mean, I could go to Dodger Stadium. Tommy's ninety, and he remembered the game I pitched in Cincinnati against the Reds. Um, oh, our wow. three big guys had already lost. It was a Sunday day game, and and they thought they were going to sweep us, and I got the start and. And I pitched uh, like seven innings and we beat the Reds. Me and Kenny Howell, I think pretty much shut him out or we gave up one run at combined. But Tommy would always tell me that story when I first saw him. And for me, 
with all of the people that Tommy managed or coached or yeah. the games he saw to remember that at 90 or whatever. And like I said, and you know, my wife would be with me or my sons and to hear him, how he told a story in front of them, it just made me just like, wow, he remembered That's, that. That story. is really special. Absolutely. No, I, I'm, I'm telling you. So Tommy was really my guy as far as the best manager I ever had, as far as, like you said, yeah. he treated you fair and, and, and he didn't really, um, like you said, disown you if you things weren't going right yeah i can imagine um also again obviously i don't know these people as well as you do but i can just imagine how hard it would be to play for lou Pinella. yeah well i mean like you said i mean he was fine i mean it's hard because you knew he came from cincinnati the norm charlton uh dibble days and you remember the fight in the clubhouse and then we got him in seattle and seattle was we were bad i mean we were we would we would find ways to lose a game and and it just I just remember the tables being turned over and things just a little, Lou had a, he had a fiery temper that, I don't know, I think it was his way of trying to motivate us to let us know that, come on, you guys are professionals, yeah. but you're not playing like it. And he just had a way of just going about it that really was hard. And well, let me ask you that as a pitcher, because you're, you're not playing in the game every day. Right. Even if you're, even if you're on a bad team, you know, because you only get so many starts, right? You probably cherish every single start, and you you play. It's like as though it's the World Series. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as a pitcher, like you said, I mean, I spot started a lot with the Dodgers or the Mariners. I made spot starts, but you're mostly a reliever. But but yeah, if you're starting, you treat every game like it's like you said, it's it's it's, it's your last, and this is your opportunity to get another chance. And I think that's the thing about the Dodgers; those games I did pitch well, it gave me another opportunity because they had another opportunity. Um, because I was a young guy on a team with some good pitchers, and you know Jerry Royce and and Honeycutt, and you know um, uh, who are Fernando, and so yeah. I mean we had some guys, you know, so. So it was just one of those things that, yeah, as a pitcher, you know, coming out of the bullpen, you have a role and a responsibility. If it's just to get the lefty, go in and get the lefty and go on inside and take a shower. But it's like, but get that lefty, you know, don't go out there and make it hard for the next guy. <laughs> so we, so you did both, you, you were a starter and a reliever? Most in the minor leagues, I started, but when you call it up the big leagues, I, you know, you go to the bullpen for back when I was playing for me, but then you would get spot starts along the way, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. it's almost like what they consider today a bullpen day. They would yeah. just give you a start and say, okay, all right, kid, you got it. And so I, what was it like? Like, did you have to come in at times where it was like you're, you're, you're handed with bases loaded? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were there were times you come in bases loaded. There are times you come in, like you said, and you got to get Dave Parker out. You know, you got to yeah. get this left-handed hitter out. George Brett, you got to get this left. Yeah, you're my left-handed guy. You got to get us out of the situations. And there were times when, when I got traded to the Mariners, I think one year, I don't know what, uh, I don't know whether it was like 88 or 87, 88, but I was third in the league um, in inherited runs. You, you know, I, you would come in with guys on second and third and first and second, but you would get out in and, okay. and Dennis Eckersley was first that year and Steve. Well, <laughs> Fry was second and I was third as far as being, wow. I would come in and get the job done. So it was like I said, there were, there were moments to, to where I really, I really like, boom, I shine. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. He, Powell came in, he did the job and Hey, that's it. So, See you tomorrow. And, and, and so what was it like? to 
uh, uh, when you did really well and maybe when it did things didn't go your well <laughs> go go your way when you have to you gotta wear it. <laughs> face, face mostly the pitcher who you came in for yeah well yeah you gotta wear it i mean yeah and and, and they know too i mean you you wanna you want to relieve your starter and not give his runs up but then you get yours out you know what i mean that so yeah. because you do have to go into that and sometimes when you did the job great yeah they were waiting for you at the top step but if you go in, like you say, you hang that gopher ball, you give up a triple, <laughs> all his runs score and yours are, you know, it's like they don't, I mean, yeah. So you, I mean, you feel bad okay. because you know you were brought in to get the guy off the hook exactly. and you gave up his run. So, yeah, yeah it's a bad I mean, feeling. The thing is, I mean, you're, you're, you're a professional. You're but they know, fine. yes. And, and the thing is, I mean, you, you know, if you do lousy, you get fired. You know, so oh, I mean, you're, everyone knows you're always trying to do your best. Yes. Yeah. All right. And consistency and it, is the name of the game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, we're going to go to our third trivia question now. I, I I'm going to I'm going to put put the pressure on you, uh, Dennis. You better know this one. All right. Ready? Which pitcher won his 300th game in 1986? I'm put. I'm, uh, yeah. And you thought you thought playing in the big leagues was 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 pressure? This is pressure. Knowing the answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> his 300th game he won his he won his 300th game as a in 86 in 1986 i and i'm thinking i'm i'm thinking you probably played with him that's our trivia question stay with us sports econ 101 we'll be right back with some closing comments don't touch our dial Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national healthcare alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the 
USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackman and our special guest, Dennis Powell. And then, Dennis, I can see the smoke coming through the top of your head. Okay, so here's the trivia question. Which pitcher won his 300th game in 1986? And I thought you played with him, but I could be wrong. I'll just throw Nolan Ryan out there just to to throw it out. I'm going to throw out Don Sutton, but I don't Yes. What? Don Sutton. Yes. Uh, you, did play, you did play with him, didn't you? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. didn't. But no, I didn't play with him. No. So in 1986, where were but you? I was with the Dodgers, Dodgers. but he wasn't there, was he? Uh, well, uh, he I know he got traded. Didn't he get traded to the A's? But I don't remember when. I don't I think he was there. The in, I don't think he was there in 86. He may have gotten traded to the A's already. That's so we might have to look at, but I don't oh, think he was okay. on the DR because I remember it was Hershiser, Honeycutt, Roy. But you don't cut. No, but I don't think Sutton was there. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Are you ready? So, Dennis, thank you so much for joining us. Here's our thoughts for the day. So, my mom <laughs> keeps asking why I have so much candy. She doesn't know I always keep a few Twix up my sleeve. There you go. And we always see just going to throw these little puns in here. And <laughs> And why don't cows have feet like we do? Because they lack toes. <laughs> ah, Russell, I can't see you. I don't know if you're laughing, but Dennis, we got him to laugh. We love That's that. That's good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, audience, tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Adios. Oh, wow. Those were great. <laughs> <laughs>